Welcome to Sully Says, Musings on Sales and Life. I'm your host, Rick Sully, and I've spent the past 25 years in the greatest profession in the world, sales. And the number one goal on my podcast is to teach you everything I've learned. I give you the tips, tools, and techniques necessary to excel in sales, network marketing, and most importantly, in life. So listen, learn, and enjoy the journey. Good morning, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, kids of all ages. I'm Rick Sully, and I'm back, hopefully better than ever. Believe it or not, it's been three weeks since my last video. You know, I just took the time to shift it down to neutral, recharge the batteries a little bit. Actually, that's not entirely true. You know, in the words of Johnny Cash, who is one of my favorite artists of all time, I've been everywhere, man. I spent about five days in Turks and Caicos for an awards trip through work. If you've never been, I highly recommend it. Amazing place. Bluest water I've ever seen. My next stop was the city of brotherly love, Philadelphia, for my daughter Lauren's volleyball tournament and Bob Heilig's Breakthrough Academy, where I learned so much and met so many amazing people. It was truly a life-changing event. Then, after a brief stop at home, the dude laundry, grab some clothes, the entire family headed west to the city by the bay for Easter break. It was a wonderful trip and confirmed my opinion that San Francisco is one of the greatest cities in the world. So I'm home, finally caught my breath. And I will say the one nice thing about being on planes is it gave me a lot of time to think and a lot of time to write. Not necessarily in that order. But what it has done is it's given me idea after idea to share with all of you over the next several months. So lucky you. But tonight, I want to get back into the swing of things by talking about Tiger Woods. And yes, that pun was intended. You might have to go back and listen again to pick up on the pun. But not just Tiger Woods, but Michael Phelps, Elliot Spitzer, Bill Clinton, and most recently, Bill O'Reilly. Now, these individuals had risen to the pinnacle of their respective careers, only to sabotage their own success. The question is why these talented, wealthy, successful gentlemen ruined their lives, cost themselves millions of dollars while leaving their reputation and lives in tatters. And furthermore, why so many of us do the exact same thing every single day albeit on a smaller scale. My hope with this video is to help you identify some of the same behavior within your lives and provide you with some basic steps to avoid this dangerous and unnecessary conduct. Now, according to Edward Selby in Psychology Today, behavior is self-sabotaging when it creates problems and interferes with your long-standing goals. Pretty simple, right? It's a way of punishing yourself when you feel out of control, and when you have unmet desires and needs. Or, quite simply, it's any behavior, thought, emotion, or action that holds you back from getting what you want in life. It's a conflict that exists between the conscious desires and unconscious wants. It's not an act. It's a process, a complex, sometimes tragic process that pits people against their own thoughts and impulses. 
Now, let me put it in terms that I can relate to, and maybe some of you can too. I like to go to the casino. I like to play the slots every now and then. I like to sit at a table with my friends, play some blackjack, three-card poker. And there'll be times when it's not going well. I know it's not going well. I'm losing money. But that little voice inside my head says, ah, come on, keep going. Just remember that feeling when you win. How great is that? Stick it out. It's going to happen. And invariably, I lose. I walk out with considerably less money than I had before. And what it's done is I think to myself, I feel bad about myself. And I think to myself, what else could I have used that money for? What did I sabotage in my life? So we all make mistakes, but the self-saboteur tries to fix them by making increasingly bad decisions, like going to the Mac machine maybe one more time when I'm at the casino. Any event, perhaps the best way to look at this is it prevents you from reaching your goals, but it's also kind of a safety mechanism that protects you from disappointment. You know, in other words, your mind is sort of insulating you from getting hurt by doing what it thinks is best which in some people's case is keeping you in that comfort zone. Now, some common self-sabotaging behaviors are procrastination. Maybe you have friends coming in for the weekend and you know you should get the house ready, but instead what you do is you spend time on Facebook. I thank you for that. But uh, what are all the other things you're doing that you could be spending that time cleaning your home? Uh, Self-medication with drugs and alcohol, uh, infidelity, comfort eating, anger, lack of commitment, and self-injury, such as cutting. Now, these acts may seem helpful at the moment, but ultimately they undermine us, especially when we engage in them repeatedly. Now, people aren't always aware of their own self-sabotage, and that's the big part of the problem. And it's difficult to connect a behavior to self-defeating consequences. And it's not even a guarantee that the person's going to stop the behavior. Like, I know what's going to happen when I go to the casino, but I still go. And the results invariably are the same almost every single time. As Natalie Hill states in her article, self-sabotaging, which is not an easy thing to say. I challenge any of you to say self-sabotaging three, four, five times in a row. I could barely say it once, but it's a way to break a promise to yourself, lowering your self-confidence, confirming negative thoughts and patterns about yourself. It's usually associated with a lack of self-esteem and self-worth. And it festers because we are unable to effectively manage our emotions. All right, everyone take a deep breath. Now we have a better sense of why we self-sabotage. There, I got it right that time. And what the actual behaviors look like. But now here's the bigger question. How do we stop self-sabotaging? The first step, self-awareness. You have to know you're doing it and understand the underlying issues that it's causing. You know, John Dunn outlined several steps to eliminate self-sabotaging behaviors. Number one, identify the behavior. We must become aware of our decisions and actions along with the consequences of those decisions and actions. So I go to the casino, I get money out of the ATM, I gamble, I lose, now I have less money to spend on other things. It's pretty simple, but yet I continue to put myself in that situation. We must pinpoint specific triggers that cause it to manifest itself. Maybe it's people. You could have coworkers, uh, family members who cause this uh, self-sabotage thought process. Objects, events, locations. For me, for example, would be the uh, you know the, the casino. So, uh, can we avoid these triggers? Absolutely. I don't have to go. 
There's no reason I need to be there. Sure, I like hanging out with my friends. I like the social aspect of it, but there's certainly other things I can do instead. But if you can't avoid these triggers, you might need to alter your beliefs about a given situation. Now, this is going to require intensive self-reflection, but the end result will change how you view the triggers. Number two, identify a healthy replacement behavior. You know, something that's more practical and helpful. You know, this is important because sometimes you just can't avoid the triggers. Obviously, in my case, I can, but there's others. You can't just stop going to work because a coworker annoys you, all right, or is making you do or say or act a certain way. You got to go. You just need to find a replacement. So what does it do? You need maybe look for a new and, and different and more appropriate way of responding so you can still achieve your personal goals. And the last point is practice the new behavior. You know, I'm a big believer in visualization. So do it in your mind. Picture every single detail and feel the positive energy as you overcome that self-sabotage pattern. I mean, it literally will, will lift you up. And that's what we're all striving for, isn't it? And at that point, you will be ready to put it to test in real-life situations. So over time, you will find new and powerful ways to avoid this terrible trap. It's critical to learn from your mistakes, ask yourself better questions, uh, seek advice from others who have gone through the same situation and have come through the other side better, focus on solutions, and most importantly, manage your expectations. It's not going to happen overnight. You can do this. It will take time, as I said, and it will take patience. But imagine what you will accomplish when you get out of your own way. Just think in Tiger Woods. How many more majors would Tiger Woods have won if he would have followed some of the steps above and stopped sabotaging his own success? I wish you all well on your quest. And as always, please share this video so others in your life can stop shooting themselves in the proverbial foot, and live an extraordinary life. I'm Rick Sully, and thanks for your time. And remember, today is a new day. Thanks so much for listening to the Sully Says Podcast. If we made a connection today, I'd love to hear from you. You can reach me via my website, ricksully.com, or via email at rick at ricksully.com. I'm available for sales training, personal development coaching, and motivational speaking, with a focus on how being a childhood bullying victim taught me to find my character, passion, and purpose. I hope to hear from you soon, and please make it a great day. Oh,